political bullshit. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. I'm worried about the fact that our workers are seeing a decline in their standard of living. He's got to get in place things that were shortages of. Healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. This is the Last Resort Podcast, your last resort for real political commentary. Welcome to the Last Resort Podcast, Episode 9. Today we'll be discussing the coronavirus. Joining me today are Lily Nelson, Bonnie Breyer, and Jonathan Wilcox. You know, I don't like that you said my name last. Well, I was going down the couch. Even when Lily's still sitting in her spot and I'm in my spot, you usually say my name first. Because I'm executive producer, financial advisor. You're executive bitcher. Yeah, hi. Oh, okay. She's got a very soft, supple voice, Lillian. Unlike you, being loud and shrill. Why did you call my voice supple? I don't like that. (laughs) Supple voice. I think you two shouldn't sit next to each other. I'm going to put a wall. Keep a six foot distance from you. (laughs) Build a wall. Baby, lock them doors and turn, turn the lights down low. All right. Yeah. Okay. Hello to all our viewers out there listening around the world. I'm sure we've got everyone listening. going to give a little shout out to our number one fan. Hi, Brigham. Hey, Brigham. I hey, love Brigham. you. Hey. I miss you. That is all. And if you don't message us that you heard that, then we know you're not listening. Yeah. So hopefully. And as soon as this quarantine shit's done, you're going to be a guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You guys just wait. He's going to be the best guest. I bet you he comes so fucking prepared. Yeah. Like, he's going to make me look bad. You're going to kick me off the show. Yeah. He's He's going to make all of us look bad. (laughs) Truth. He is a good looking man. Story Mm -hmm. of my life. Yeah, well. Middle child, you know. I know the pain. I know Mm -hmm. the pain. Struggle. Okay, so FEMA has requested 100,000 body bags. Holy fuck. Wow. 100,000? Yep. That's a lot of dead motherfuckers. The estimate is now 100,000 to 240,000 deaths. Oh, they upped it 40,000? Yep, 240, with social distancing, with what we're doing right now. So that's the uh, optimist, optimistic that's numbers. That's a lot. And I think, uh, I'm sure you already have some stuff marked down or written down, but uh, Russia's sending us supplies now too. And I think you said China also? Yeah, I think so. Do we trust those? I think we have they to. They probably got I, bats in them or something. The hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to you trying to throw shade over here? I thought that's what you meant by "do we trust them?" Well, just in terms of like, because I think for a while the U.S. was um, outsourcing medicine that wasn't coming from China, Asia mm-hmm. specifically. My um, you, know, you know, the if I was in China and I was in charge of the production and manufacturing of masks, I would just put like I would make like bat masks. Ooh, yeah. Oh my because god! Because people, you'd have no choice but to wear it. Put a little yeah. comedy and you'd in be there. Like, yeah, and they'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" They open it up <laughs> and it's full of bats. <laughs> I'd like them a whole lot more. And be like, "Well, you got to wear them." Yeah, that's uh, ironic mean, humor. There's hopefully no, in good yeah. taste. If they don't have the option, that's a great opportunity for some comedy. Yeah, yeah, we need a little comedy. But in I the mean, world. in terms of other countries banding together to help, it is it is great to see, um, and it could help us. Mm-hmm. Um, inf- uh, improve relations with said countries. Um, I know there's been a lot of attacks, not just by um, the American people, but 
the administration here in the U.S. on China's dealings with COVID-19 and maybe lack thereof. Mm -hmm. So maybe um, this is kind of a mutual agreement. We're going to help. Everyone's going to help everyone out and hopefully improve our relations. 3M's getting a lot of flack because they're refusing to stop delivering medical equipment to uh, like Latin America and Canada because they're like their sole providers for like masks and things. And they're like, we're not going to stop. That's a humanitarian issue. So like, what, to like tell us to stop people, providing. People in the U.S. are mad because they think that we could be using those masks. Those that we masks should, here. Don't, everything okay. we make should go to America. No, because like, well, and if that's the case, then you go, like we just said, Russia and China sending us stuff to when they could be keeping it for their own people there too. Mm-hmm. Like you have a duty not only to people within your country, but to the world, especially mm-hmm. during these times to everyone help everyone not fucking die. And they're almost sole providers for those yeah. for countries. Like, if you were to completely stop sending those medical supplies, what do you say, Latin America think, and Canada? I think so. Yeah, you're essentially writing them their death note. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they're saying is like, yeah. we can't just totally cut it off right now because we're basically the only supplier for these countries. Yeah. And I hate 3M, so I don't like it. I'm sticking up for them, but yeah, I was gonna say shit. Yeah, and I'm I mean, it. that's the other thing too is like. I think it's kind of like gross when people just say like, no, we need to just take care of America. It's like everybody is human. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't We're just say because they're family. not America, we can't, Yeah, we don't care about them. And it's the same, like it's the same exact thing that we're seeing though too, is we are getting help from foreign countries as well. And we're not, and we're, well, I mean, in terms of me, I'm gracious that these countries have decided to help us. It's, it's very nice and they could easily not do it. They could easily, especially China could easily go we need all the shit we can get you know Mm -hmm. and i mean russia russia's russia you never know (laughs) if they have some political agenda or what they're trying to do but they're (laughs) reaching out trying to help which i'm taking as a sign of you know and a a great relationship between the two countries like so i think it's kind of morbid for people in the u.s and also to not add on to that a lot of people in the u.s weren't taking this shit serious and so, effectively, we help kind of spread this shit because, I mean, a lot of people weren't taking it serious, didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then now that it's on our front door, literally in terms of our hospitals and people we might know, now we're taking it serious and think, and that, but now we're being selfish and only thinking for ourselves. Yeah. And one of 3M's reasons is because they think that we need to keep relations with these countries positive, too. And they yeah. think that if we... Just cut off all supplies. We're going to lose allies. Oh, it'd be a detriment. Oh, it would because you, uh, if if you are the sole provider of something, especially something in the medical field, health field, and you decide to completely cut them off, and it, I mean, it, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. You're 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 killing people. Yeah. So also, I think we mentioned in the last podcast, refrigerator trucks are stationed outside mm-hmm. of hospitals to hold the dead because the morgues are overrun, and then they're also paying prisoners $6 an hour to dig mass graves in New York. That's wild. Yeah. Why don't we really get the landscape for that? Land what? ain't cheap. There's a, like a specific island that is set aside oh. for like public cemeteries. No shit. Yeah. Wow. So it's all, they're digging mass graves in this on this one island. Hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a specific place. I think they're doing that at Alcatraz That's going to be haunted as fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we should go there. Oh, my God. That'd be dope. After everybody's buried. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's talk about what it's like to get the coronavirus because we're talking about all these consequences of economics and people just die. But, like, 
what actually happens. I have a, just one question before we start. Do we know anything about how long Corona lives in the body after death? Has there been anything acknowledged there? Is like, is it still spreadable after death? I assume as long as it can survive, like outside of a living body. Yeah, because if it's a dead body, then there's nothing really. Because you got to think then, like all the people who run funeral homes, morgues, yeah, all that shit. How long can it survive in a pile of dog shit? Well, I'm not. I'm not claiming that a pile of dog shit is um, equal to a a lifeless body. (laughs) As you so rudely did. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, it, it is a concern question because pe- there are, you know, I wouldn't say quite a few, but a select few individuals that handle the dead body that, I mean, are they at risk as well? And that may not be something we know or because I sure haven't heard are. anything about it. I'm sure they are. It's very interesting to think about, too. They got mm-hmm. gear. Yeah, they've protected gear that they wear. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Stay safe, America. Yeah. So it's as of Friday, it was the third leading cause of death in the U.S. And it's probably gone up because it's Sunday now and yeah. two days is basically like two years nowadays as far as progression of viruses. Yep. So yeah, in these next two weeks are supposed to be the pretty much getting like ramping up. It's going to yeah. get a lot worse. So being the third leading cause of death right now, it's probably going to be number one pretty Is quickly. that in terms of just year 2020 or like... Probably. I'm or just to rates date, of I'm sure. diseases in general or whatever. I'm sure it's like more people die of the coronavirus each day than anything else. Anything else except like for drunk driving. Excluding or, two. Or, yeah. Okay, I got okay. you. I see what you're saying. Um, so basically what happened, so a lot of people are saying like, well, these numbers are um, inflated because anybody who dies of anything but they have coronavirus is counted as a coronavirus death, which it's actually pretty accepted in the medical community that if you get influenza and then you die of pneumonia that was influenza induced pneumonia so you died of influenza even though that wasn't the direct cause of death so most people who die from coronavirus get in get pneumonia which is basically like air sacs in your lungs fill up with water and you can't breathe and like people that have gotten it and then they recovered but they had to be hospitalized are saying it was like terrifying because it's like the flu you get a fever and you feel like you're gonna die but like you know you're not going to die. But when all of a sudden you can't breathe, Mm -hmm. like you really think you're going to die, and it's a whole new level of like frightening. When your lungs stop working, it's basically like you're drowning. Asphyxiation. Yeah, I heard it was extremely painful. Mm -hmm. One person said it felt like her lungs were filled with glass. Another said it felt like an elephant was standing on his chest. Another lost his voice from coughing so much he literally couldn't make a noise. Well, it's also frightening in the sense of, for a while this is – this was unlike something we'd ever seen and still really is. But now we're at the point where we know how to treat you, but don't necessarily have the means to do it in terms of ventilators. Yeah. So then And I'm- so it's very scary for the people who are like, holy shit, I have it. If it gets any worse, I will, I'll, I'll need a ventilator. And then it's, will I even be able to fucking get one? Yeah, exactly. And so the ventilator, because we talked about that last week, yep. like how does it work? Um, so first of all, if you're hospitalized, like I said the last time, your chance of survival increases 10 times if you have access to a ventilator, and that's a big if. Yeah. So basically a ventilator is it's like a CPAP machine. Mm. A tube goes down your throat, except a CPAP machine is oxygen in. Yeah. A ventilator is oxygen in, carbon CO2 dioxide out. out. Yeah. So that's... It's, it's doing two things. Not one. Yeah, it's both ways. 
And that's why they're so much more complicated than a CPAP machine. So there's CPAP machines, but they can't just convert them. They're basically useless okay. in this instance yeah, your because your lungs don't work. Yeah, because you need to be able to expel the CO2. Yeah. So if your lungs aren't working, you need a ventilator. Because Yeah, yeah. So like in Minnesota right now, there are 2,200 ventilators. 1,000 of them, or no, 1,200 are already being used for non-coronavirus purposes every day. So we have 1,000 yeah. ventilators in the state of Minnesota. And how many confirmed cases? I don't even know what it's at anymore. We could look it up. I wonder if they're like um, younger people, if they get corona, if they don't give them the ventilator because they have like a higher chance of pulling through because their bodies are... So that's a big discussion that they've had because that's like a talk, like it's like a whole area of conversation and like debate is who gets the moral issue of if you have like a lot of people dying and you can only save some, who do you save? Yeah. And so they've been talking about it. Now it's like, well, now we actually have to use this. Uh, Yeah. And what, yeah, they've decided on, we're going to save whoever has the best chance of living to save the most lives. So you'd think like if say I go in with it and I need to be hospitalized and then somebody who's 80 needs to be hospitalized and I need it, but there's a better chance I'd recover because I'm younger and I have a better immune system and I might recover on my own. The person that's 80 probably won't recover at all without a ventilator. So they're almost surely dead, but then they might die with the ventilator too. They're going to save me because I have a higher chance of living. That's not an unheard of thing in terms of the medical field. Like, when it comes to surgeries and a lot of time, um, like uh, organ transplants, mm-hmm. they usually give them to the people who have the best chance for survival. Or like say you're in a hospital and there's only one um, OR open and there's two patients, but one has a significantly higher um, chance for survival. They usually, which mm-hmm. is morbid and it's, it sucks. I wouldn't say morbid, but... What's well, a morbid situation? Yeah, to, to, it's not to, a be morbid... the, to be the person that has to make that decision. Yeah, nobody wants to, and yeah. that's what they're having to do in Italy. That's why they said we're gonna, we're not going to treat mm-hmm. anybody over sixty, because if we treat all the old people, more of them that we treat will die, and then overall we'll save less lives. Yeah. So they're just going for more lives saved. Now, I feel like another factor into that is like long term. Younger people survive. Hopefully, they'll have kids. <laughs> more, yeah. You know, like more years. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's it's insane to be to have to be that person to make that call. You know, because you look at someone younger, and you go, "Well, oh, I have kids or nephews, nieces, cousins," and then you look at someone older and like, "Oh, same age as my mother or grandma." It's like that type of moral decision. Who do you pick? Which I mean outside of the situation you would obviously pick the younger person because it just makes the most sense but it's still like anyone could say oh i can make that decision easy it's when you're actually in the in that position mm-hmm. where at the the rate and seriousness of how we're going you're condemning someone to death basically yeah it's they had to make that decision during katrina yeah um because the hospitals were flooding and the power went out and they weren't able to save everybody in the hospitals they had to like only use a few rooms they could only use some equipment and they had to decide who would die and they had to make that decision because there was no plan in place for something like that could and help wasn't coming to for tell like, the family that too yeah. like and help wasn't coming for a few like yeah. it was a few days at least or like a week and then they had to decide 
who to let leave the hospital when a helicopter came and could only pick up one mm-hmm. person at a time. And, and then we all know that George W. Bush didn't care about black people. So, mm-hmm. oh. look, that's, that's not me. That's Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, without that's why they have those, like, that discussion now. Because yeah. when something happens, we need to know what we're going to do. Because those people in the hospital had to make up their decision yeah. on the spot. And it's so sad to think about, too, because had we taken this more serious in preparation, we would be way more well-equipped to handle these type of numbers to where we wouldn't have to turn people away and tell them like, cause I mean, at that point, like I feel like it's at the rate of it's killing people, those in their older age, it just like takes me back to like tuberculosis. Like if you got it, you got it. And you basically know you're going to die. But as a doctor having to make the decision, because I feel like as a doctor, you're not going to tell, say the person who's 65, hey, there's someone younger than you, we're choosing that to save their life. You're just telling them we can't treat you. But it's like you have to live with telling them and then family, just the grieving process and the fact that they now they know the chances are they're going to die. And then, I mean, are they discharging these people afterwards? Are they keeping them comfortable? Like there's that whole scenario afterwards. If, yeah. you're, if you're leaving them in the hospital, that's just medical bills. And, and also in, in the fucked up sense, it's another bed that could be housing someone else because at this point you're you're fairly sure this person is going to die because you can't help them you can't give them a ventilator so you just got to wait till that happens and Mm -hmm. try to ease them through it or do you send them home because you need to be able to treat other people who have a better chance for survival it's just there's so many other things that get added onto that situation that i would hate to be in it myself Mm -hmm. that's why we need to be taking this seriously yep donald trump Acknowledged on Tuesday, he knew thousands of Americans could die, and he purposely downplayed it to stay positive and be a cheerleader for the country. So he admits yeah. to downplaying. I, and that's that's another thing, actually. I, I, I watched that. And because he got into that one, I don't know, it wasn't really an argument, but monologue about how it's very easy for me to be negative, you know, but I'm trying to say it's I one knew. thing to be positive yeah, all right. and give everyone the information that is needed to know. And it's another thing to sweep it under the rug and be positive like yeah. had you told everyone hey people are gonna fucking die we need to get our shit together now but let's try to be positive through this these are the steps we can take to proactively prevent lives lost mm-hmm. it's just and another staying positive way. that way it's completely different than everything's fine no big deal sweep it under the rug and now we're looking at possibly almost two hundred fifty thousand deaths as a good sign Mm -hmm. it's another way for him to never be wrong like invincible yeah that's always what he's about that's like no i knew i was doing that it's like no just say that you were fucking wrong well it's because he knows that it it best helps him get reelected. yeah Mm -hmm. he's not yeah i don't buy for a second that he was just trying to be positive the whole time oh yeah basically just covering his ass oh it's a facade yeah he yeah he called it a hoax he said the democrats were just trying to hurt him Yep. He wasn't taking it seriously. He was gambling on it's not going to get as bad as they think it is yeah. and everything will be fine. And now he's just covering his ass, just like he's covering yeah. his ass by saying that all these states need to get their shit together and buy their own stuff because he's supposed to have a stockpile of equipment to help these yeah. states. And he's supposed to be aiding these states. And instead of just fessing up to it, because it's his it's his fault. Like He yeah. fucked up. There's well, a, we weren't prepared for this at all. When you and have- instead of taking the blame for it he's trying to push the blame onto the all of the individual states yeah each individual state and say they're the reason that we're failing right now not me 
when you have knowledge not only from foreign countries but the CDC about how bad things are and and, and how bad things are going to get, you got to acknowledge that. But also, there's like what is it, eight states now that aren't that don't have a stay in place like a, stay, a safe shelter type. I think only two. Okay, so was it last week? Because the ones that were holding out were those that were mostly Republican, mm-hmm. and it was like obviously that these these people aren't these these senators governors aren't going to put this in place if the president doesn't say so because they're going to follow his lead and if this, if he doesn't say so it's going to get so much worse and so like it's there's a going back to the beginning is it's a big difference between staying positive but giving people the information they des- not only should hear but deserve to hear as american people you're an elected official you serve us um, and could have saved countless lives. Now I'm not saying had he given us all this information, it would have saved everyone, but I, I have to believe it would have saved quite, quite a few lives had we taken this more serious and prepared in a more serious manner. And yeah. now it's just, he's backtracking because he wants to make sure that he gets through this in the best light possible to win the election. Cause if he can get through this and say, Oh, say only 200,000 people die. He's like, that's a great success for us. And it's, it's not because that many people died, but in the eyes of voters in the country who are following blindly, it looks good because it could have been worse, but it's worse now because we didn't take the right precautions. Yep. So the, uh, Director of the Harvard Harvard Global Health Institute said Trump spent two months completely ignoring every bit of scientific advice. We wasted two months, and this is not a disease where you're allowed to waste two months. I don't use these words lightly, and it's incredibly painful for me to say it. The cost of all this is that tens of thousands of Americans are going to die unnecessarily. It was wholly preventable and not just preventable. Preventable in hindsight, it was preventable in foresight. Everybody said this is how it was going to play out if they didn't act. Yeah. They didn't act. So like, and it's, it's in a, in a statement he said, we had two weeks to prepare and, and with a disease like this, you don't even have two weeks to do it. We don't even have like two days at this point at, at the rate of how it's growing so exponentially and mm-hmm. how the numbers are just doubling constantly. We barely, I mean, it seems like we have new numbers and statistics every, every two days. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just a, a lack all the way around in preparation and taking it serious, not only by our government, but other governments as well. What do you got? Um, Updated stats uh, on the internet. Wisconsin has 2,112 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and 56 deaths. Uh, Minnesota, 953 people uh, hospitalized with COVID-19. Hospitalized? Yeah. Jeez. And... How about, you said 953? 953. And so that leaves us with what, 40, 47 <laughs> ventilators yeah. left? Yeah. Yeah. Coming yeah. Down to the wire. If, if, they're, if, if all of those patients obviously have ventilators, that leaves us with like... Which it sounds like if you're hospitalized, you usually need one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. So there potentially could be less... That's a wasp. That's scary. I'm allergic. There's potentially less than 50 ventilators in Minnesota. Which if that doesn't scare you... Don't. Just put them on. You just you you're pissing them off now. Just put them. I got him. Hell yeah! Give him. Oh my god, he's a trooper. Steve, no, this is to- bee torture. That's a wasp. That's a wasp. That's they don't do anything good. Yeah, that, I don't care. You know how many times I've gotten attacked by wasps? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they could kill me. So and I can't rude. even go to the hospital right now, and I don't have. You know what's rude fast. when they sting you? I got. That's st- what they're like. I got is. stabbed in between the toes one time. 
You want to know real pain? That's real pain. Mm. <laughs> my foot swelled up the size of a football. Yeah, my pinky. I got stung at Goodwill. You fucking deserve it. Okay, all right. Let's talk about the uh, White House briefing the other day. Somebody asked Mike Pence about... No, they asked Trump about um, people who need to pay for treatment and how... The wasp is still alive. No, he's coming for me. I'm scared. I'm big scared. He just flew back by that that box. Under the guitar. Uh, Someone kill it, please. I can't even go to the hospital if I get stung. We need to take this serious. <laughs> well, you need to take this serious than Trump did COVID-19. Right. Oh, he's, he's by the under, furnace now. Under the keyboard. Oh, he's flying. He's got one wing. Oh. Back behind the guitar again. Yes, yes. He's nothing to worry about. I could die. Do you want me to die? Worst things could happen. How fucking dare you? <laughs> by the rock again. He's by the rock. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that, Steven? <laughs> if y'all couldn't tell by the commotion, this wasp just flew right into Steven's foot. <laughs> he freaked out like a baby back bitch after saying worse things could happen. <laughs> this guy is resilient. Dang. Steve. This wasp is immune to everything. I feel bad. This watch just took 37 hits from Rocky Balboa and didn't have a fucking scratch on him. <laughs> Steve, you want to tell us what the little scream was? Shut up. <laughs> I didn't scream. It came right for your foot. <laughs> and, and I quote. <laughs> Dude, what would you have done if it came for your foot? Same fucking thing, but you just made fun of me for it, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's All a... Right. That's a good time. You better leave that in. That's yeah. good. That's good shit for the viewers right there. Yeah. Oh. Good shit. <laughs> okay, what we what we hit last? We okay, should get so... that wasp on the on the podcast and let it. It's <laughs> our next guest. Yes. Um. Somebody brought up treatment with the coronavirus. Oh, with Mike Pence. And, yeah. And uh, so right now there have been two major insurance companies that came out and said they would waive copays for treatment. And then now is that that's treatment, not testing. Treatment, yep. So okay. I, testing is supposed to be yep free, free altogether now. Um, and treatment, whoops. Stop. <laughs> we get that out of the way. You fucking watch where you swing in your arms. I gotta do shit. All right. Anyway, uh, treatment, treatment isn't free, but two major insurance companies have said that they would waive copays, and then they can also get aid through Medicaid if you qualify for it with a low enough of an income. Okay. So they asked uh, Trump that. Trump just right away. Gave it to uh, Pence. Because oh, at least he was smart enough to do that. I don't know what Pence's answer is. It's probably going to be something that I'm going to regret saying. At least Trump was smart enough to do that. But He is bouncing around taking responsibility for anything. That's yeah. why he has the states making decisions, Pence making decisions. Except that's not a great the, – the, the whole states making their own decisions is the worst idea I think Trump has had that he's actually said was good. <laughs> it's not an idea. It's yeah. a – it's his last resort, but I'm if saying, I will. He thinks, it, because he thinks it's a good idea. He thinks it's great. He thinks it's helping. And he it's, thinks everything it's no, ever terrible. Does is great. No, it's he doesn't think it's a good idea. He's using it to cover his ass that he doesn't have response. He doesn't have anything in place. But he is he. Okay, so that's, he's, he's that's, supposed to be. He's supposed to be the unified voice. Yeah. for everybody. He's not because he failed to prepare for it, and now he's blaming it on the states by saying it's supposed to be their individual responsibility. But that, so that's what I, we're essentially saying. The same thing. He's. Well, I'm just the, saying he doesn't believe what he's saying. Yes, yeah, he's lying about it, but he's yeah. he's making it sound good for himself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, that's yeah, he's implying that or like pretending that that's what's going on, but it's not. Yeah. So the, he hands it off to Mike Pence. Mike Pence, I'm not going to play. It's like a five minute response. He basically gives the old political answer of just like talking without saying anything. Oh, very nice. And just nice. bringing up the same points of two major insurance companies have already um, waived copays for it. And we're working with other companies and the private sector has really stepped up and they're living up to the to the times. And we're really uh, feeling good about that. And we got treatment or testing to be free. And you can get Medicaid if you qualify for it, blah, blah, blah. Sounds awfully like things are working their way towards and, Medicare for all. Yeah. So and then uh, so he gives the answer. I'll just try to cut to the end of it. And okay. then Trump has a nice little uh, comment at the end. Oh, God damn it. I knew I shouldn't have spoke yet. I think you'll be surprised. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. You got me. You got me titillated. They end up in a hospital, people who are uninsured, and will they be crushed by medical bills? You were considering last month, last month already in March, reopening the healthcare.gov exchanges. There has been a determination not to do that. Could you tell us what the rationale was behind that decision and and, and what would you have as an alternative? Okay. They took that up. Under the task force and make maybe Mike, you want to say a few words of it? So that was the question. Reopening they, what? They were going to like expand Medicaid so that more people could get okay. access to it. And they decided not to. So yep. why would you do that? Because that's basically the only thing we can do right now to yeah. actually help get people get free treatment. Um, and so now I'll try and skip. There will be people who don't have insurance who get sick before any of these mitigation uh, efforts are, are put into place. And without opening the health care exchanges... Where can they find insurance? People who aren't insured by these companies that are covering the cost of the copay. Where can people go now to get health insurance if they get sick? Before they get sick. So then Mike Pence answers, and that was like he questioned again in the middle of his answer. Like, well, if people don't have these two insurance companies already and they don't have Medicaid, they don't qualify. Where can they get it? Because then they can't get any free treatment or any help with treatment really at Mm -hmm. all. Um, And then he proceeds to answer more. We've already seen two of the largest insurance companies in the country announce that they're going to providing full coverage free of charge for coronavirus treatment. Uh, I fully expect, I think as the president does too, that we'll see more of that for people that have insurance. We'll continue to provide flexibility for Medicaid for people that don't have insurance. And we'll make sure that Medicare has the flexibility to meet this moment. For seniors, when we remember that seniors with underlying health conditions are the are the most vulnerable to serious outcomes from the coronavirus, but uh, we'll get through this using the full weight of the federal government and the full strength of the American economy. John, I think think it's a very fair question, though, and it's something we're really going to look at because it doesn't seem fair. If you have it, you have a big advantage, and at a certain income level, you do. I think it's one of the greatest answers I've ever heard because Mike was able to speak for five minutes and not even touch your question. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Called him out right on the spot. You know what? I like that. I like that, too. Yeah. I think I think what he's doing is he's trying to get back to that drain the swamp era of Trump. Yeah. Because now he's like, I don't want to be, a, I'm not a political guy, remember, everybody, when yeah. you vote for me? Imagine somebody saying something like that to him, though. Like, he dodges questions all the fucking time. He's so good at just, like, being confident and just yeah. saying that everything that he everybody else says is bullshit that like he can just like you can say something right to his face like they do that all the time like all those gotchas yeah and he just fucking plows right through them mm-hmm. that's why trump is so hard to beat because right it doesn't matter how much he's actually lying 
or how much wrong he's done and you can't bring it up because he's just fucking good at plowing right through it. But I do respect him saying that though. Yeah, yeah. no, I do too. Yeah. I think that was good. And then he said, he goes on to say, uh, um, that's something that we need to look at because it's a really big issue yeah. as you bring up. And then they're like, somebody asks, so are you, uh, saying that you're like confirming that you're actually gonna, he's like, well, I'm not confirming because I have to like, you know, there's a whole process, but yeah. <laughs> that is an issue we have to look into. So whether he actually does or not, whether it was just a moment to make him look good, like in the face of a question like that. Well, and the, the thing is, if he does do anything at this point to help whether it re, re or expand Medicaid, that clip and then him announcing whatever he's doing to help, it's, it's going to help him a lot in yeah. terms of the eyes of the public reelection, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and who maybe maybe bit... he actually has some fucking compassion. It's, he seems so moody, though. Like, what about all the other questions that he like told reporters they were terrible reporters? <laughs> yeah. You know, like so many questions that are serious that people do care about. He has totally blown off mm-hmm. and said, basically, fuck you, fuck off. That's why you used to work for some other company. You know, you work for fucking CNN. Yeah. Right. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really make up for all those so, other times. Yeah, like that's good, but the thing that I question is, is he actually doing it from a place of sympathy and compassion, or is he doing it from a place of, I think this will help me out in my political gain? I think it's a mixture of both, but more leaning towards the latter of it helps his political gain. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but I do, I do do think he, I I do think he does care for the general public and like in in America and the, and, and the people who live here, um, but I think it's definitely a mixture of the of the two, yeah. which probably a more heavy leading towards the latter of it. It, it helps him get reelected. He wouldn't be compassionate if it didn't help him yeah. with the political gain. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that everything he does for political gain doesn't mean there's a little bit of compassion yeah. injected in there too. Um, so like, okay, so let's see. So if you basically, yeah, if you don't have one of those two companies, don't qualify for Medicaid because you have to be lower class. Then you're screwed. If you mm-hmm. get if you have to be hospitalized, you're facing tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Yeah. Um, so like we talked about it, was it the last one or earlier? Um we can't get free treatment for this because it's privatized. Yeah, yeah. Like the government is at the mercy of the price tags set by the companies. So mm-hmm. they can't afford to pay however much it costs because they can't they don't have any leverage. The American people need leverage. So then Listen to this clip. Our healthcare system seems to be crumbling underneath this crisis. There is not enough. There's not enough support for the healthcare system. There's not enough support for the American people inside of the healthcare system. Are you now reconsidering your position when it comes to single payer healthcare? Single payer will not solve that at all. The thing that is needed is, for example, we have a whole number of hospitals that are being so stretched, including rural hospitals, they're going to need more financing. That doesn't come from a single-payer system. That comes from the federal government stepping up and dealing with the concerns that they have, the reimbursement that they're going to get, how they're going to be able to move forward, and how they're going to be able to make, provide all the needed help that are needed in their communities. This is an opportunity to look at reconstructing the health care system in a way that, in fact, can respond more rapidly and more and more and more effectively hmm. so medicare for all won't help what we really need is a unified system huh where there's one voice controlling the medical industry and the distribution and the access 
Sounds a lot like a single-payer healthcare system. Yeah, and in terms of, he said it wouldn't help in terms of financials. I feel like if I knew I had healthcare and anything extra I might have to pay for, I'd still be more willing to go to the doctor for if it was something minor that I thought could potentially be serious. Like I would be making more doctor trips, you know, which in return has to result in more revenue. Yeah. Like if ever, if no one's scared to go to the doctor because they're scared of these outrageous prices, mm-hmm. they're going to go to the doctor more, whether it be minor or serious, but they're not scared to go to the doctor. So you have a lot more people go. I feel like in return, there has to be statistics there where revenue goes up. Yeah, definitely would. Prices wouldn't be as high either. So then yeah. you don't have the government paying, you know, $30,000 per person that's hospitalized. Mm-hmm. They'd be paying, you know, like five or $10,000. Because they'd have more leverage to actually negotiate with the healthcare in- yeah. industry. And then uh, you don't have all those admin costs of every yeah. company having, like being a private company. Mm-hmm. You don't have like admin costs of having to deal with insurance companies and all the middlemen. So it's like, even though we're paying a lot more money, they're not actually making that much more money. Mm-hmm. You just have these insurance companies profiting. So you basically get rid of the insurance companies. Sorry, but you're going to lose your jobs. But think about all the other jobs you could then create. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we don't need money going like the healthcare industry. We shouldn't be giving money to these other companies. Mm -hmm. We should be keeping it in the healthcare. It should be as tight as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be like, yeah, the insurance companies. Keep the prices down. The profits will be lower, but they'll be going more to the healthcare industry. And your expenses ultimately will be lower as well, too. Yeah, exactly. But just in, yeah, like I was saying, so many people are like when they're on the bench on, on, on the fence of, do I go to the hospital or not? Nine times out of 10 say no, just because the main thought is the cost. Mm-hmm. Like there's been, there's been a few times where I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, you know, I should really go, but I, I can't get myself to do it because I, I know I'm going to be paying so much. Oh, me every time. Yeah. And it's like, if you have people with that mindset, then be told, Hey, healthcare for all, you can go to the doctor basically whenever, not have to worry about outrageous prices. It's, I mean, I f- it's just a great mindset to have in terms of you're picking your health over financial stability. Yeah. And then you don't have to go to a specific hospital. Yeah. And then you see a specific doctor in that hospital. Yeah. Like this, it goes back to, I had mentioned it, I think when we did the healthcare thing, but there's been times where people will die in an ambulance ride because the place where their insurance covers them is an hour away. Yeah. You know, and it's like the the ambulance taking them might even be, may not even be in the same city or district or however they break up their stuff, but uh-huh. it's the only hospital they can go to. And you don't have a choice because if you have employer health insurance, yeah. then it's like, you can't choose a health insurance that is going to be a close hospital. It's like, well, whatever that insurance has in network, yeah. that's what I got to go and with. I like guess. in terms of like, first responders, EMS, stuff like that, having to ask the person, what hospital are we taking to when their mindset should be, what's the closest hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, could you imagine having someone who literally has less than 20 minutes to live tell you that their hospital, that they're covered in the insurance is an hour away? And then you got to sit there and figure out how the fuck do we keep them alive yeah. or make the decision to take them to a hospital and try to get them transferred later. Yeah. But then that's on that. But then those medical bills... Yeah, you can't it's, blame them. It's insane. Yeah, it is insane. That's why I'm voting for Bernie. <laughs> wink. <laughs> was that wink directed at me? Yeah. Was it a sexual wink? Mm. No, that's my right eye. Oh. Oh, 
Hey, you just you just gave me like seven of them. Yeah, <laughs> I want to have seven sexes with you. <laughs> Goddamn! <laughs> I wasn't ready all for right. all that. Let's talk about uh, some shortages. We have to get things in place f- in front of the. Sh- <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> we have to get things that there were shortages of in right? place. In place. I, I That's what he meant, right? No, I think yeah, we have to, to get in place things. There's sh- things shortages of. Things that were shortages of. Yeah. Man, that's, it's, it's, it's such hard a to, hard thing. It's to, hard to be as dumb as Biden. It's hard to get the, the quote correct when it sounds so wrong. Yeah. Which is why you shouldn't vote for Biden. What is even this? <laughs> is he fucking Yoda? Like, that was during Hereditary. Yeah. It was like, it was like a the really scariest yeah, movie I've ever been to in theater. Oh, that movie and, was fucked. <laughs> yeah. We were so scared. And then the dad says, what is even this? He slams and like, the his whole fist theater the started laughing. What is he? Ow, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is even this? And it's like, uh, you guys should have redone that one. Right. Dude, there's so many. That's not, not what the script just said. Broke the and it's whole funny movie. because that's such a great movie, but you know, like those really shitty horror movies where the fucking dialogue is just. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Thanks killing. Oh no, that's oh my god, are you fucking serious? I love that movie. I fucking he's like, literally like opening scene, little pilgrim woman walking through in like a brazier, and he's like, nice tits, bitch. Yeah, like, a turkey. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> No, the, her tits were out too. <laughs> the part where he fucking cuts off the dad's face like leather face and wears it on his fucking turkey head. <laughs> yeah, and, and the then he tricks open, the daughter. <laughs> and the fucking kids don't can't tell the fucking He's difference. having a dinner. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my! Everyone, the dad and the turkey's having fucking like like having morning coffee. They're talking about the yeah. fucking weather. If you haven't seen Thanks Killings, do your do yourself a favor. Yeah. You're gonna hate it, but you're gonna love it. Sounds like a roller coaster ride. Oh amazing. my god! It's it's amazing. It's it's something. Okay, so, shortages. He's got to get in place things that were shortages of tests. So they're testing one hundred thousand people a day now. So you think like, well, that's a lot of people. It's only a matter of time till I get my own test. But if you test 100,000 people a day, that will still take 10 years to test everybody in the U.S. So that does not mean that like everybody's going to be getting tests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's say we, you know, the peak is coming in like half a month. And then this pandemic is going to last for a couple months, you know, two months compared to 10 years to get everybody. So it's only a fraction of people are really going to get tested. So. Yeah, like a very small fraction of people. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I guess this is a new idea of testing that they had. Um, hopefully, there could be an at-home finger prick blood test that shows if you've developed antibodies to corona and you wouldn't have to leave your home. You just send a picture of the test to the hospitals and then hmm. they'll determine... Do you send like the sample to the hospitals or you just No, send... you send a picture See, of the test. See, that's scary because I feel like a lot of people be able to Photoshop shit. What, that they want it or don't want it? Or just... they can pretend that they already have it and that they're now like immune to it. Right. That are in order to like in order to get supplies that they don't actually need now, but they're like want to be able to get something. Or mm-hmm. go back to work. Yeah. It wouldn't be able to tell if you're currently sick or contagious, so it really doesn't help people go back to work. But if you mm-hmm. had the um, antibodies in the blood test and you're you have a cough and you have a fever then it's basically a diagnosis that you have hmm. corona but say you test positive for it and you're really good at photoshop you could send it the one that says negative so you can go back to work and do because in, t- in terms of some people well, you'd want to be positive to work. you want to be positive for antibodies 
Because it's yeah. tested oh, okay, to see okay, if okay, you've already gotten it. Yeah. Well, no, because if you're positive for antibodies, that means that you either have it or you've gotten over it. But so, it's still that means it like I can go back to work. If you're contagious you, or you, not, so they're still not sending people. They wouldn't be sending people back out into public. They'd probably be like two weeks after you send in this positive yeah. test it, result, yeah. you could go back. Mm-hmm. It's uh how China's doing their rapid testing. Interesting. What if you're scared of needles? You're fucked. Fact. Absolutely fucked. Yep. God damn. And if they're afraid of needles, then they wouldn't want to fuck you. Needles John. are scary, though. If people do test that they have the antibodies, they want people donating blood pa- plasma of recovered COVID nineteen patients, and then they can use that can be used to treat sick patients. That'd be good. And there a blood shortage right now of like what is it A negative or some shit like that too? I think it's Q positive. That's not even a blood type. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm being even serious here. even if the test doesn't tell if you can go back to work or not, it still would be able to possibly save more patients with blood plasma. Mm-hmm. You know, so they should get that going. Yeah, it's just a finger prick. It can't be like super expensive. I don't know. I don't know the details. Well, once they get it done, yeah, I feel like they could get that done a lot faster than what they're doing. I mean, they now. can't get. It takes a long time to get treatments and vaccines, but the test should be a lot faster. Yeah, it's like everybody stay home. We're all we're gonna mail you something. Yeah, how do you get it? If you have to request it or if they just automatically send them to everybody? If if I were America, I would just like mail one to everybody. (laughs) If I were America. (laughs) That should have been the name of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, as of right now, there is a severe blood shortage due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Of all blood types? Uh, From what it said, yeah, because they've had to close down. It said over uh, 2,700 blood drives since then. I don't even know what my blood type is. I asked my mom. They should put that like on your ID. Yeah, I asked my mom because I don't know. You know, and she's like, I don't remember. I'm like, how the fuck don't you? I'm a fucking child. What the fuck? <laughs> my mom bitch? doesn't even remember what my first bitch give me a Dr. Pepper. But yeah, no, it's it's so crazy to think about because I remember like in high school, we'd have like four blood drives a year. And that's just, I mean, four in the community itself. But you think over 2,700 drives have been shut down. I mean, mm-hmm. I have to believe that. I have to believe it's a huge hit for the Red Cross. Yeah. Okay, so ventilator shortage. Um, so the uh, federal stockpile is pathetic right now, probably because we didn't fucking prepare. Trump wasn't prepared, um, and then he's deflecting his blame for his own unpreparedness to the individual states, as we've said a few times. So Jared Kushner, his senior advisor. <laughs> well, wait. I gotta wait for John to get back. Sorry, I, I can't rip on Trump without John here. He's got oh, yeah, three drinks in him. So Jared Kushner said, his uh, senior advisor and son-in-law, said the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they can then use. So, okay, first question. Um, might sound like a dumb question, but when you have a stockpile for the country, <laughs> um, who fucking gets to use it other than the country? I think maybe he thinks it's all for the White House. The- <laughs> I don't know. The Pentagon? Well, well we're Congress. stockpiling a bunch of shit for the country in case if anything bad goes happen. So Something bad goes happen. Something- this is they tell the country. Uh, yeah, y'all can't fucking use it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so... Did, um, I mess up, did I say something backwards? Yeah. You, something what? bad goes happens. Something <laughs> twice, too. You did it twice. Did I really? Something bad goes happens. You I mean, really bad did. goes happens. <laughs> um, you know, listen, I used to... I'm a little bit of a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so then Trump, I think he tweeted, some have insatiable appetites and never satisfied, 
Remember, we're a backup for them. The complainers should have been stocked up and ready long before this crisis hit. It's a fucking stockpile for the country. He literally downplayed it so much at first calling it a hoax, then telling people it's not going to be that bad, has a stockpile that is the country's stockpile, Mm -hmm. and now is blaming states for not stockpiling enough. Because he's supposed to have the stockpile, and he's trying to deflect blame from himself to the states, and now it's the states' blame. If you wanted to be the White House's stockpile, call it the White House's stockpile, but guess what? It's for the fucking country. Yeah. So the uh, website of the Department of Health and Human Services, Friday morning, before Jared Kushner said that, said when state, local, like on their website, when state, local, tribal, and territorial responders request federal assistance to support their response efforts, the stockpile ensures that the right medicines and supplies get to those who need them most during an emergency. Then Jared Kushner said that dumb shit. Then the website text changed to the strategic national stockpile's role is to supplement state and local supplies during public health emergencies. Many states have products stockpiled as well. The supplies medicines and devices for life-saving care contained in the stockpile can be used as a short-term stopgap buffer when the immediate supply of adequate amounts of these materials may not be immediately available. So still, right fucking now. Yeah. The things aren't immediately available. It's still right, but they had to change it to make it seem like this is supplemental where states have their own stockpile. They basically changed it. They're trying to change the entire narrative. Like states are supposed to have a stockpile. It's like they aren't necessarily supposed to. That's what the federal stockpile is, is for. It's based off the description, the definition of what that was pre- previous. They didn't know they needed a stockpile because they thought, hey, the country's got a stockpile in case it things really do shit hit shit hits the fan. In case it things really do shit hit shit hits the fan. <laughs> Listen, you people, I'm struggling here. And you're the one asking for another drink. <laughs> and when shit hits the fan, yeah. they're like, you know, we're, we have something there in place. And now they completely change the narrative and the definition, and now it's like, oh, well, they they should have, could have, you know, and it's like, no, it's still your responsibility, especially given how badly the administration handled this situation, like, give the people what they fucking need. Yeah, Trump, yeah, basically failed us by failing to prepare, and now he's failing us by not taking action. Now, because we don't have a public stockpile and because the entire healthcare system and industries and the private sector, states are being forced to compete with each other in the open market. They have to bid for equipment. And then FEMA gets involved, which they already told the states, you have to bid for it and get it yourselves. And then they get involved and they jack the price up and then they outbid the states. So they still can't get their shit. And then Washington, well, he tells Mike Pence, don't call the lady from Michigan. And like the governor from Michigan is trying to get medical supplies and she can't Fuck. because the suppliers were told not to send equipment and supplies to Michigan. And then you got to think too, like depending on revenue that states make, some states have a higher cap in which they can bid with for. Um, yeah. So like a state that obviously gets more money is going to have more money to bid to get these supplies and, you know, a state that doesn't. It's the same reason that not having universal health care is, it's more beneficial to those that are in the upper class and those that are poverty stricken Mm -hmm. don't have access to health care. Yeah. What a mess. So this is basically capitalism at its finest. Yeah, here we go. Capitalism is crumbling and socialism is going to pick up the pieces. And Dylan is a fucking moron. Ow. Hey, shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just in time. Let's talk about regulations. Oh, okay. All right. Regulations. So uh, Anthony Fauci says every state should be on lockdown. 
4 billion people now are on lockdown. Half of the earth is on some form of government regulated lockdown. Except now, what, two states in the U.S.? Yeah, like I, I don't know, but it, they might have, I think it might be all the states now. Is it? It might Back be everybody. Here. I don't know. But here's some uh, some interesting facts about the lockdown. Half of the earth being uh, on lockdown has led to a shift in earth's vibrations. Really? The earth is shaking noticeably less, a 33% drop from the shutdown of transportation businesses and general activity. So there's decreased seismic noise, which is vibrations in the Earth's crust, yep. and it's giving seismologists an opportunity to monitor small earthquakes, volcanic equivity, equi- activity, <laughs> oh, we can't talk now, bitch. <laughs> and subtle tremors that are typically drowned out. So it was first observed by Thomas Lecoq. Oh, Lecoq. Lecoq, a seismologist at Royal Observatory of Belgium in Brussels. He wrote an essay on it, and... Uh, after he experienced it, the same experience was echoed around the world from seismologists and centers in New Zealand, Scotland, New Jersey, LA, England, France. And it can be attributed to decreased human activity from the regulations. Great. Because uh, stations positioned in purposely remote areas like Albuquerque have experienced little or no decrease. So yeah. it's only happening in places where it's heavily, a lot of yeah. population and traffic going on. It's similar. They're saying it's like Christmas night. But yeah, every day, all day. Well, and also there's a lot of posts you see on like Instagram, Facebook, which I don't know the valid- validity of them, but I have to believe that they wouldn't lie about this. But a lot of rivers and streams are getting healthier just in terms of there's not people littering, throwing things away. There's less traffic in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a I thought I saw a post on Instagram of a, a river in Italy that is like crystal clear now. The river Which, in Venice. Yeah, is that yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venice. Yeah, it's like crystal. Oh, the one clear. that like yeah, the transport like, yeah. fish for the first yeah. time. Fucking in like... crystal clear. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's you hate to see it, but you love to see it because we need to save the planet. Right, and the Earth isn't vibrating anymore. That's that's oh, like sorry. literally what I just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> I zoned Where out were you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's great to see that. Um, wow. We are taking this serious in terms of we don't want to fucking die. Our Earth is also c- kind of having a, a vacation from us and can kind of mend mm-hmm. itself, which is nice because yeah. if we fuck this one up, we, we're fucked. It's kind but of I think- like Mother Nature maybe like did it to us on purpose. You heard it here first, folks. Oh COVID-19 is yeah. Mother Nature. Hashtag. It's conspiracy theory. COVID-19 it happened in 2019. Uh-uh, there were 18 other ones before this. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to get to that. This whole Dr. Drew compilation. Oh, oh God. Is, oh, it just pisses you off. All right. But that'll be, that'll be a little later. So uh, it seems like some of our friends who say that sheltering in place isn't working and people aren't isolating might wow. be wrong. I know one of those fucking read. No, I'm not going to use that <laughs> word. I know some of those fucking idiots right here on my right. Say it. Say the word. Say it. No. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay, now the CDC is recommending that everybody wears a homemade cloth mask when they go out in public. And uh, they want you to make your own. Don't use the surgical or N95 mask. Reserve those for medical personnel. It's not to prevent catching it. It's just to prevent spreading it if you're asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. So that's why they recommend everybody wears them. Trump is downplaying it. Or as I like to say, Don playing it. Oh, actually, hey. uh, I hate to cut you off, but did he get? Did I see he got tested again and and uh, tested negative, negative for COVID? Yeah, huh. he's hogging all them tests. Yeah, two tests for one person. That seems a little like he a little, little much. Yeah, so yeah. he's downplaying it. He's he's reassuring everybody. Don't worry, this is just voluntary. He's not going to do it. He says they're not for me. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, because uh, I think I saw a statement that both Bernie and Biden said that they would be wearing them. And the news was, like, blowing up over that. So I, I guess that must be in relation to. Really? Yeah, because so, last time I did, like, research on Biden um, this morning uh, was he said that publicly that he would wear masks in public. They should. Well, he I should think. just wear a fucking helmet because I don't know where his brain's at. And if it takes any more damage, he's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you probably should you should you should get on that photoshop a picture of biden with a helmet on please do we're it. gonna put it on our facebook page <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what that was the one thing that was funny you said all day so uh white house the white house pressured the cdc to recommend it only in hot spots the CDC said, no, 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 no. What, you mean the hotspot being the whole fucking world? <laughs> well, they're talking about like Seattle or like Washington, New, New York. York yeah. Newsflash, when things spread as fast as they did, the whole fucking world's a hotspot. Well, I think it's like maybe we should focus on uh, not creating more hotspots. Yeah, there's an idea. Yeah. As in stay the fuck home if you can. I'm guessing he's saying it's kind of like what he's been doing before. Like we shouldn't be telling the whole public to be wearing masks because that's going to instill fear in the public and – Everybody's blowing it out of you know, proportion. You know, if I was too scared to leave my house because people were wearing masks, it's probably a good thing. I was going to say, maybe we should have a little bit of fear. Yeah. Maybe like a little I'm, fear is healthy in a yeah, situation yeah, like this. Which I think it is because, like, Playing. I know a lot of people, including the people in my household, like, we are taking this shit very, very serious. Like, we leave if we have to. We try to, if we do leave, we all leave at the same time. So there's not, you know, people leaving at different times all at the same time. This is a pandemic. It's a worldwide crisis. Maybe we should be a little scared. Maybe yeah, we should no, have a little sure. fear. Maybe we should act on a little bit of fear. Maybe if a bear is coming at you, maybe you should be like, oh, hey, Yogi. I know Lily would. But <laughs> like, can I you know, pet you? It's, it's like, no, you should have a little fear and maybe you should. Well, in that situation, it'd probably be best not to have fear because then you'd run and then get killed. Yeah, they say you're, you're supposed, supposed to play a fetal dead. position. Which, uh, but this isn't a bear. It's funny, though, because I, I was, proved myself wrong. I was Les Stroud, the survival man. He was talking about how to survive a bear attack. And he was like, here's the deal is you're supposed to fetal position, play dead. But to be honest, I'd probably fucking run too. Like it's in your mindset. I thought you were supposed to like get as big as you can and they, like scream. Yeah, if oh, grizzly like bear, bear. Grizzly bear is you no, play yeah. dead. Grizzly bear, you, you're fucked. Realistically, mm-hmm. if you're scared to do something, that is your body telling you it's not a great idea. Which in return will usually save your life because it's if you're so unsure of something that you fear it, there's a good probability that it it could it could be harmful. But. <laughs> No, um, it's called with trusting a lot yourself. Of people, though, if they get any sort of fear in them, like there are people like already freaking out, yeah. but they like really freak out. So I bet they're thinking like, well, over half of Americans are dumb as fuck and they're going to like freak out, start like throwing rocks and windows and stealing shit. And, you know, well, some places we want to like keep that, like, like uh, people calm and just stay home. Yeah. You don't want to tell people to like totally freak out and we're all going to die but you should be you shouldn't be telling people we don't need to take this seriously mm-hmm. this is going to go away by april it's going to be a easter miracle yeah. it's going to go from 15 to 1 he says that he was saying those things he admitted to purposely downplaying it because he wanted to be a cheerleader for america and yeah it's there's one thing to be positive it's another thing it's, to withhold information it's another and, excuse and play yeah. things down right i mean if we had more fear earlier and we're said like if he said this is a serious pandemic yeah. if we act now then we can blunt it as much as possible. Then we probably wouldn't be where we are right now. Oh yeah, right. no, you're 100 right. If we would have taken the precautions, right, way Dylan? more serious. Or do you still think we should get rid of the uh, shelter in place? 
everywhere. You're a fucking idiot. He's only saying that because he's the one we're gonna sucker have, that has to go to work. We're going to have 10 minutes. It's going to be a lightning round of Dylan's corner at the end. Please don't do this. <laughs> it's going to be 10 minutes. As soon listeners. as it hits 10 minutes, he's cut off. I'm muting the mic. No, and then you're going to push him off the gonna door. People are going to quit listening. How about we do one minute of him talking? Nine minutes is just beating the shit out of him for being stupid as hell. All right. Coronavirus bills. Bernie's plan. $2,000 a month to all Americans, including Damn. including the homeless and undocumented. Damn. Again, that comes to the humanitarian issue of just because they're not American. Yeah. Where is he getting yeah. the, does he Has he laid out where this, money, this funding comes from? Is it straight from, are they pulling it from somewhere or? Not yet. Is it just going to get ta- tacked onto our national debt? Uh, no budget plan yet. Okay. All right. That's something that he acknowledged that there isn't yeah. a budget plan. This is the points and then they're working on okay. the details of the plan later. Uh, so obviously the homeless should get whatever if they oh, yeah. do a UBI, the homeless should get it. Oh yeah. Now if you want to argue that the undocumented shouldn't get it, a lot of the uh, undocumented That's... actually pay into taxes, yeah. it's and they actually st- paying the undocumented would stimulate the economy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just like a household, like a household. If you're in a recession, you want to save money. Yeah. But a government doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You don't want to save money. You want to spend more money during a recession to stimulate the economy. Yeah, exactly. That'll increase the GDP. The more people need... spending money is going to, yeah. Yeah, money is like the wind. You only feel it when it moves. Mm-hmm. So you need to stimulate the economy with more money. So if you have a bunch of broke, undocumented immigrants, which actually make up a large part of the workforce and yeah. actually pay into federal taxes, then you Can don't- Can they go off of like who is paying taxes? To, I don't know. know how else they would go off of it. Right. So okay. I think it would be people that pay taxes or else you don't and exist, basically. are undocumented. Well, I mean, it's going to be predominantly sanctuary cities, I'm assuming. But that in return, if you have a large population of undocumented workers in sanctuary cities that do get paid, it's going to boost at least the um, – it's going to stimulate the economy within that city itself, which is ultimately going to help everywhere yeah. around if it's a bigger city. So, I mean – That's the whole point, yeah, 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 is you need to stimulate the economy. If you have everybody just spending – 20 bucks at the grocery store and then the owner of the grocery store puts it in savings that's 20 bucks of gdp yeah but if money's moving that person at the grocery store spends that 20 bucks at the barber shop and that person spends 20 bucks at the movies that's 60 dollars of gdp out of 20 dollars yeah the higher the gdp per the capita the economy is gonna, yeah it's gonna bounce back so you need the money to move and yep. by nobody if you don't put the money injected into the economy with the money being in people's hands they're going to be saving money spending it they're going to be making their own shit at home instead yeah. of spending it at the store so if you want to argue that you don't think the undocumented should be included, then that's like that's your a fair conversation, yeah. I guess. But I think there's also an argument to be had that they should be included, mm-hmm. and it should be every person in America. Yeah, we should have a whole that episode pays discussing that. Yeah, yeah, we can't be giving no fucking thirteen year old. I don't know how Fortnite. Undocumented people pay taxes. Yeah. Yep. Most of them do. I did not know that. So that's yeah, why there's a whole issue. So with- undocumented people actually pay more into the government than documented people because then they can't file for a tax return. So, I mean, obviously there are those that only work under the table and there's going to be exceptions to everything. Yeah. Right. But there are also documented citizens that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if an undocumented citizen pays taxes, doesn't get a tax return, I mean, they're giving the money. They deserve some back too. That changed my opinion on undocumented Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's why you come to the Last Resort exactly. podcast. This is real time opinion We're taking changing. This moronic person and turning him into a man. So 
Yeah. You are a fucking dummy. I'm glad you fucking said it. I See, hope. and you would have been like, you would have heard that. You'd be like, nope, Bernie, like, no. He'd have been like, man, but, fuck them illegals, man. Fuck, why do they get, they stealing our, that's the type of guy this guy is right here. Yeah. The type of guy. Yeah. I was thinking when yeah. first brought it up. See, exactly. has an open mind to accept things. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised it didn't hit you with a, the classic, and I quote, nah. <laughs> nah. that's not allowed on here <laughs> all right so that's like one of 10 points. Yeah, i think if so, you can find a great place for funding for that whether it, whether it be you you pull from a different department um but that's the thing is that in this situation yeah if you can find funding for it that's fine yeah but if you can't find funding then it's still worse to do nothing yeah and try and just save money it, it'll and, just be harder to to pass it'll, it'll be harder it, to pass yeah. yeah but it's they're gonna make more you need to keep the economy alive it's oh, like yeah. You but need that, to that, spend that money, and it'll come back tenfold later that very compared well, to doing nothing. That very well could help it, too, because in terms of Trump and Republicans, they don't want the economy to suffer. It seems right. like they more or less want the people to suffer before the economy tanks. And if you go, hey, we can keep the economy alive. We just got to do this. They might be on board with yeah, it. Yeah, they need a – it's super important right now to take, like, a big leap of just doing something to try to help the economy. The problem is the way that the Republicans like mindset is that yeah. you can artificially make the economy look good by just injecting money into yeah. the upper class and the large corporations. And there's still going to be a big wealth gap and wealth inequality. Mm -hmm. And even though like when the economy was doing really well under Trump, it actually wasn't because inequality was there was the inequality gap was or the wealth gap was huge under Trump. And just because the unemployment rate was low, doesn't mean that people were making enough money to have a comfortable living. Yeah, for there were sure. still a lot too many people in poverty. So it's like, yeah, the economy was doing well, but artificially. Yeah. So a UBI makes the economy do well, actually, and Republicans don't really want that. Well, now is not a time for wants; it's a time for needs. Yeah, exactly. So two guaranteed sick leave for every worker. There you go. Freeze rent, mortgage payments, medical debt. There you go. Cancel all student loan payments for the duration of the crisis. Yes, please. Yes. Place moratoriums on evictions, foreclosures, and utility shutoffs. Mm -hmm. Hazard pay for all essential workers. Fuck yeah, give it to them. DG workers, too. We already did it. Nice. Expanding Medicare to cover all health care expenses. There you are. Not COVID-19. Oh, all. Oh. Okay, so he's getting ballsy there. Well, now he's I, trying to expand to I, Medicare for all. I respect right. it, but that might be asking too much at this time, but I respect him trying yeah, to do it. Yeah, I can it. see that. Yeah, but it's for the duration yeah. of the crisis. Obviously, if it happens, he'd push to continue not it. stop well, it. Especially yeah. if it does so well. If this were to get passed and it does so well, he's got a green lit door right there to yeah, be like, if it, it works so well it. during the worst possible time, yeah. Of course, it's going to look even better. You know what I mean? So we can agree that it's a good idea. You just think it's too uh, optimistic? Yeah. yeah. No, it's. It, I think he's getting a little uh, ballsy with asking for so much. While it's not a bad idea. But that's what you got to do. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, I, if he can find funding and they, they I, I think that's the biggest I, in, in my eyes. Where was the funding for the uh, stimulus package? I I. I'm I sure it was already, it just got put on the national. Yeah, debt. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what's what probably going to be happening. There are places they can take money from um, our military. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that's again, that's the Republicans are the ones that are holding us oh, back. Yeah. Yep, I know. Um, I I think if they were to, it's a very ballsy move, and it might be too much at the time right now. If he were to reword that to where. Um, testing for those who are directly affected by COVID nineteen, all their health care is free. I think it has a better chance. Um, well, I think I mean, like, if you want ten bucks, you ask your mom for twenty. 
you know? Yeah. So if he says, I want healthcare, yeah, so then it, it, if he says, I well, want healthcare, free treatment, expand Medicaid help, to everybody, yeah, then they're going to bring it down. Yeah. So yeah. if he just goes way high, they might bring it down to everybody yeah. with. So, and that could, that could be where his mindset's at too. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, why it's, not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just go for everything? But I mean, in terms of freezing um, student loans, it's going to help a lot of people, not just students who are paying their loans, but their families that may be paying the loans that the student themselves rents and mortgages is going to help everyone out, you know, cause if we're not working while well, yes, bills are still there, if we can freeze those and some way allocate them later, or just kind of act like it didn't happen. Cause not, I mean, mm. here's the deal. Not only are the people who are paying the rent are getting affected, the landlords are getting affected too, in terms of right now is a prime time for them to be getting people moving in and out. Right. So, you know, and, and in terms of like, how my land he has to go to every house to collect rent and stuff so so he didn't let it skip he just picked he picked it up late, late today okay yeah or yesterday still so, big of him yeah well he's to be fair my land i get pissed when he just shows up at the house no you're like he still doesn't take that money oh no he's, God, he doesn't care because i'm gonna be a little late but i usually call him oh, okay. when i'm going to once here's check i just write a normal check so i gotta like try to look at my bank account and subtract it and i'm like yeah, oh, yeah, how much yeah. money do i have yeah it's all good information use <laughs> uh use the uh, defense production act to manufacture ppe ventilators and other supplies which is something yep. that trump is refusing to do which i, I think, think he might have it's weird because he he uh said he's gonna use it yeah and then and he's in, like this is unprecedented yeah i'm a wartime president and I'm using the Defense Production Act, and he was bragging about it. And then he just turned around and said, I'm not going to use it because look at Venezuela. They're socialists, and yeah. I don't want to be socialist, and Defense Production Act is too socialist for me. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around again, and I think he's actually using it to get GM to make masks or ventilators. I think GM well, and Ford both. I guess it'd be ventilators. Yeah, yeah. we're going to make – or I don't I don't think he – I don't think he was going to make them. I think they stepped up and said well, that they were going to do it themselves. Some companies did step up, but at the same time – we don't really have time to just sit around and wait for companies to step up. Oh, it's yeah, like, no. tell them what we need yeah. and then have them do it. But in terms of GM and Afford, I believe they, which is great that they stepped up and made that, you know, initiated that themselves. But it's going to take more than just two companies. It GM that said they were going to do it. And then they were uh, getting too like, like antsy about the details. And then they just cut the federal government, cut it with GM. And they're like, they were taking too long. Um, I do not know. I, I don't know if it was GM that they went to or if it was GM that was doing that. I'll have to look into that. Um, double funding for the emergency food program, which stocks food banks. Mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah, yeah, obviously. $600 billion in direct aid to state and local governments. Also big. So seems like a good plan. Yeah, um, I like the idea of it. Um, if you can, I think the biggest part is going to be the healthcare part and the funding part. If they if they if there's a way to them to allocate that money from other various places without putting it on top of the national debt as just kind of artificial. If there's money to re- bail Wall really Street good. out, well, that I feel was like we can find some money somewhere. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is Twice, they, three times. Well, that was them just putting it on the national debt, though. That wasn't them pulling resources from other places. If they but can, imagine if we didn't put five hundred billion dollars in cor- large corporation bailouts, oh, we could, yeah, we, we'd yeah. be able to do all of this oh, probably yeah. three times. Yeah, I know. Which, um, I, because it's coming, because you said this is Sanders, right? This is his, yeah. Because it's coming from Sanders. It's going to get a lot of shit. It's going to get a lot of shit in terms of, you think we can just put money into the yep. country like that? It's going to need to be, the money's going to have to be allocated from other places. But then how come nobody asked that same question about large corporation bailouts? Exactly. They just expect Why? it. I didn't hear one person say like, where's the money? Other than like far left progressive yeah. shows. 
because the people who have power that get fucking upset by it mm-hmm. are the billionaires that they're bailing out. Yeah, but uh, in terms of the healthcare, it could very well just be he's shooting very high so he can work it down to the yeah, work yeah. it down to something that's more realistic, which is very good. Um, I hope it just doesn't backfire for him because yeah. from everything it sounds like it sounds like a great plan. So he quoted with the plan he said to prevent the collapse of the economy or to prevent the collapse of the economy is far more more humane and cost effective than rebuilding the economy after it collapses so basically what we said stimulating it is better than trying to save money so that we can fix it later yeah and so far he's the only person who's come up with a plan for a phase four that i've found yeah okay i'm sure that i'm sure congress is like working through plans but they're not publicizing it like he is because mm-hmm. he's that's why he's still in the race that's yeah. why he's refusing to drop out he's using it as a platform to get his agenda Which across fucking should be. and politicize air quotes the pandemic yeah. even though his agenda is directly related yeah. and beneficial to the pandemic in this situation there's gonna i mean i would like to i would like to think that this would at least be brought before like the house and stuff and through whatever means of compromise they have to I mean, I'm sure the Republicans are going to ask for a lot of things to either change or get added to, but just the bear of that right there, if, because I think the biggest thing is going to be the funding. We we know that the Republicans aren't going to want to just throw money in the air because of a Democrat's plan. They're going to want that money to be allocated from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But if they can find funding or somehow get them to agree, I mean, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't do it. Yeah. I think the healthcare one is going to have to change. Um, I don't think the Republicans are going to jump on board. We just need more but attention on helping the majority if, of the country. If you can get that knocked down to those directly affected by COVID-19, I mean, that's a, that's a solid the pro- plan. The problem with like having like expanding Medicaid to cover everybody for treatment is back to what I've said like a hundred times. Like we can't afford to do it right now because it's not, it's a multi-payer yeah. industry. It's like, that's we have to literally make a giant shift to a single payer industry. Then we can actually make it work, but it's going to be hard to pay for everybody with the current system, which yeah. is crumbling right now. So we actually have to change everything, and that's why it probably won't pass. Yeah, that's why we're not going to pay for everybody because we refuse that, to change take, our healthcare system. They'll take that out and pass everything. Like you know, they'll they'll amend it to where that's not in it. Add some things the Republicans want, and then pass it. But I mean. In terms of everything else, the mortgages, rents, um, mm-hmm. uh, student loans. Yeah, but the Republicans they were uh, they were uh, against enhancing or expanding the benefits for unemployment. See, that was like I just so, I mean, with it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but I mean, I don't think all that stuff is going to be easy to pass either. I mean, they're they want they were fine with five hundred billion for large corporations, but yeah. when it came to giving people on unemployment yeah. more than sixty percent of their wage yeah. or whatever. They're like, no, we can't give them more than that. Some people, just like Bernie said, some people might make more than they usually do. God forbid, during a time of the world is going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. So let's look at numbers. March 13th. Okay. Number of cases. Um, Let's see. I think I had. In the whole U.S.? Yes. It was. Are you ready? Are you ready? Um, March 13th, it was at. 84,000. March 13th? I don't know. When was March 13th? It was like thir- like 1,300. Oh, really? That was just that's like three weeks ago. That's, that's, what I, that's what I said. Dylan heard it. You heard me say. I think it was at like... Um, You're calling me to back you up? Um, like 1532. I think that was the number. Oops. Yeah, um, that's close. You know what's bad when... 
it's exponentially growing at such a fast rate that I thought it was 84,000 opposed to like 1,300. Yeah. So, all right. I'll, I'll give you the numbers. <laughs> March 13th, 1,264. March 20th, 15,000. Holy Another shit. week later, I just put over 100,000. Yeah. So like 120 maybe. I don't know. And then four days after that, which was March 31st, we were at 178,000. We've got to be at two by now. Now, five days later, we went from 178,000 to 334,000. Holy shit. And this is with stay, shelter in place. Hey, hey, Dylan, you don't think this is pretty serious? Oh my God! So <laughs> I we're don't know at, how you can sit there with that smug little fucking <laughs> John Waters mustache smile and think this is not a <laughs> fucking yeah. So we are just under ten thousand deaths right now. So the uh, biggest killer in the and U.S. That was is more than even the last podcast we did. I think we were at like what thirty six hundred deaths, something like that. So the the biggest killer is heart disease. Oh, wait. that's one thousand deaths a day. How many deaths did you say? 9,557. Didn't we say by our next podcast it was going to be like 10,000? Yeah, I also said we'd be at like a million cases, but we didn't get – we're still pretty yeah, far but away. Yeah, we're, we're, the death rate though. So it might – I think the exponential growth is slowing a little bit. Yeah, Wasn't but – Wasn't our last podcast like two days ago? Yeah. I, I think we were – It was like – no, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. It was five Yeah, because we said ago. by Friday we would be at 10,000 deaths and it's Wait. what? What's today? Saturday? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday so not so, far off. But I also said that heart disease – is that a number one death, yeah. cause of death in America at like 1,005 a day, mm-hmm. and that we're going to be over that, and we're at 1,106. For COVID-19. Yeah. And now it's the leading cause of death. But now Republicans that are against it and saying it's a hoax are switching their argument from this isn't serious to, but those deaths aren't all coronavirus deaths. Well, we've already talked about that. Because that. if you so. test positive for COVID-19, anything else you get is going to affect your body. It's 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 completely yeah. relevant and it's related. It's like if you die from, um, say you have severe heart complications and they take you into surgery. Yes, you and you die in surgery. Yes, you might have died in surgery, but you died from your heart complications because you wouldn't have been there unless you had those heart complications. Yeah. So the only reason we you're at the, the hospital is because you have COVID-19 and you it may be you die because of something something else giving out, whether it be your organs, heart, lungs, whatever. But it's the reason you're there is because of COVID-19. So it's fucking completely relevant and like, relatable. Yeah. Like the COVID-19 made your heart issues worse yeah. and you wouldn't have died if or you didn't have you it. Or gave you pneumonia or mm-hmm. well, say, you know, it's asthma, lung related because of your asthma, whatever. It's a complication due to the COVID-19. Dr. Drew. Oh my God! Can we? Do we have to? Yeah, I, I just want to play a compilation. We don't really have to discuss it because I think anybody here and anybody that listens to the podcast knows that this is all bullshit. But it's just to show you like the type of shit that the media is saying, and yeah. then how they just switch their argument up or their argument against it up like day by day, and then just blatantly lie about it. And Trump is doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. He's like the worst of them all. But this is just like bad. Can we go really, Doctor Drew? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We predicted from the beginning that this is going to be worse than the flu. Way less virulent than the flu. So it's a reminder that you're more likely to die of influenza. So go ahead and get your flu shots. Mild. Doesn't hurt anybody. That should be the headline. Way less serious than influenza. That's the headline. You know what the 2% lethality thing is you have there? Are you talking about the coronavirus thing? It's less than 2%. It's like 0.02%. Less dangerous than influenza. Less dangerous than influenza. Um, your probability of dying from coronavirus 
much higher being hit by an asteroid, I would say. The flu virus wow. in this country is vastly more consequential, and nobody is talking about this that. This corona thing doesn't worry me it is, at all. It is a press-induced panic. I am angry about <clears throat> it. It is the flu. If you're under 65 and you get it, you're going to have the flu, and you're going to be fine. Oh my it's going to be just like the flu. It's going to be almost identical. Oh I, I can see it God. coming. The Americans in 2020 panic is to hoard toilet paper. Right. Antibacterial gel. Right. In in response to the flu. It's right. A flu, and it's a different flu. And it's, if you notice, it's Corona nineteen, which means there's at least been eighteen of these other ones. Oh yeah. Go to the movies. Why do you think like the the NBA now discussing the idea of playing without fans, and UCLA today announcing that their sports are going to be without fans? I, I think that's a, I think that's a mistake. Should the Olympics be canceled? That's funny. Have you noticed yeah. less people out on the streets? Oh, absolutely. Less people in, in the trains, for sure. Well, they, they told them, uh, de Blasio told them not to ride the trains. Right. So they're not riding the trains. And and so I am. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Say we do have 100,000 deaths in the country. Remember, we get 30,000 deaths from the flu. This is going to be, we predicted from the beginning that this is going to be worse than the flu. So we'd have to at least have 30,000 deaths for it to be worse than the flu. Exactly. But do we wait till 20,000 people die and then start panicking? It's not going to happen. Okay. That's the point. It's not going to happen. I believe you. It's not going to happen. What a fucking he said, joke. We predicted from the beginning it was going to be worse than the flu after you just heard like an entire minute yeah. and a half of him saying it's not, yeah. that you the flu is way the, worse. The one that killed me, you have a higher chance of being hit by an asteroid yeah. Yeah. <laughs> than getting COVID-19. Has anybody been hit by an asteroid? I, not to my knowledge. That, that, that I know of. I don't know anyone in particular. So and as then, long as like two people have died from coronavirus. Yeah. As long as one person, I'm going to say it, one person has died from coronavirus. And then on top of it, it's, it's called COVID-19, which means it's yeah. been $18. <laughs> what? Get and then the, he says, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Get You're a doctor, fuck? I think, oh or is he? I mean, I, I know, know he's a TV doctor, but is is he an actual PhD? I, I do not. Well, here's the deal: is um, I don't give a fuck to care. I don't know. I don't watch the show. Um, no, I've never watched it. I just saw that compilation, yeah. and I got yes. I'm gonna go like the only <laughs> yes. doctor show that I've seen is my my mom likes the Doctor Oz, and well, only one person in recorded history has ever been hit directly by a meteorite. Right. I wish. Hodges, 34, was napping under quilts on her couch in Alabama on November 30th, 1954, when a nine-pound meteorite came through the ceiling and bounced off the radio before hitting her in the thigh. It hit her in the thigh and she fucking died? Oh, that what? poor Well, yeah, an there. asteroid? <laughs> it's only nine pounds. A nine-pound asteroid? But it the, came from the, outer space. But it hit the ceiling first and bounced off the radio and then hit her. I'm surprised it bounced off the radio. <laughs> the radio the like, is indestructible. <laughs> well, it was 1954. They had some yeah. big ass radios oh, back then. She didn't even die. It just says yeah. recorded hit by a meteorite. Oh. Well, I, I guess if it, because even if you're, no one's died from a meteorite. Even if your thigh explodes, I mean, so you might, you died might live from a meteorite. Okay, so yeah, get that back. To Although no, no, true. no human is known to have been killed directly by an impact. Okay. Um. There had been over a thousand people injured by the. Oh fuck me! That looks Russian. <laughs> that is Russian. I cannot pronounce. Shell Shell Shelabinsk meteor air airburst event over Russia in 2013. <laughs> he had trouble saying air after that. 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say airburst. I've never heard Mom, airburst. Get a before. Russian drawl when you say that. Listen to me, comrade. Do you remember the meteor airburst of Chernobyl? There we go. Wow. I'm scared. There you I'm go. I'm scared now. But uh, in terms of the U.S., it looks like there's only been one person recorded hit, and that was in 1954. Hit, not di- di- died. So therefore, this man's a crock of shit. But there's been a thousand people that have been hit. That have been hit. No death. No recorded deaths. So you said chances of dying. Did you say dying from an asteroid? Or I believe he said dying. Yeah. I am. I think I wrote it down. Your probability of dying of coronavirus is much, much higher being hit by an asteroid. Okay. okay. He said hit. But well, it's still then, wrong. Even yeah. then. Yeah. That's even then. And then he fucking has the gall to say, <laughs> let's say we do have 100,000 deaths in the country. Remember, we get 30,000 deaths from the flu. We predicted from the beginning this was going to be worse than the flu, so we'd have to have at least 30,000 deaths from it for it to be worse than the flu. So then he changes his narrative yeah. from like, but I said it would be worse than the flu, so 100,000 isn't so bad. Yeah. Because I said it would be worse, and 100,000 is worse. So if there's more than 30,000, I'm still right. It's fucking, like, but you're wrong because yeah. he didn't say that at all. Yeah, yeah. You completely changed the narrative in which makes you sound like you were there was, right the entire time. There was another clip in a different video, but I couldn't find it. So I had to just settle with that one where he's saying he's predicting how many cases there are going to be. And he's like, yeah. I bet next week it's going to be. And then his wife from like the side just is like, just don't just stop. Like you're getting it wrong. He's like, no, I've been right on like almost everything. Oh my God. And she's like, no, just stop. And he's just saying like, no, I don't. Listen so even, to your wife. Yeah. His wife is like, just you're being like dangerous by saying yeah. like talking about it. So and she's stop. probably the one with like a real medical degree. So she's like, dude, yeah, shut probably. the fuck up real fast. You yeah. are fucking this up. Now I look like the fucking idiot who married you. I'm H- yeah. getting a fucking divorce. Maybe it's husband of a Dr. Drew. Maybe that's oh, it. Okay. Oh, cause they, they usually they'll introduce people like Mr. And Mrs. Last name. Maybe yeah. she has a doctorate. So it's Mr. Mr. And Mrs. Ms. Dr. Drew. Mrs. And Mr. Mrs. Mr. Mrs. First, because okay. she had probably has a doctor. Do they go by Mrs. Mrs. and then doctor if they have a doctorate, or they just say you call me doctor? Because I know yeah, some people, are, some people are like, I I did all that schooling for that, so you have to call me doctor. And I'm like, well, a lot of my professors are like that. Yeah, it's like okay. If I got Karen. a PhD, I'd be like, yeah, fucking call me doctor. Bitch. <laughs> I'd be like, call me. Oh, you think Doctor Disrespect has a doctorate? Maybe. Oh my God, one of the best Twitch people out there, Doctor Disrespect. I would I change my last name from Slama to Slam. Doctor Slam. Doctor Slam. <laughs> Slam ya. Slam him. Slam. I had a guy at Menards. No, was it somewhere? He's like, how do you say your last name? I was like, Slama. He's like, oh, I thought it was Slama. That would have been way cooler. To be fair, the first time I like saw your last name, I thought it was Slama too. And then everybody, um, I think Lily said Slama like llama, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, that makes fucking sense too. But seeing as we all know my last name, I I hear it all. So, fuckers. Jonathan will do anything for cops. There it is. The, the, the one that I got the most through high, high school and the majority of my time of having my last name was Will Suckcox. And I'm like, wow, real will original Suck-Cock? guys. Yeah. It's like, can we come up with something, any, anything better? I got Osama yeah, bin Laden. Osama oh. bin Laden. Yeah. Oh, so we had a, this is completely off, but it's because we had a, a, a math teacher named Miss Sauter. So I called her Miss Sauter Arabia. And got a detention out of that one. <laughs> that's great. It was worth it, though. It was. That's because that's great. Yeah. It's Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God. That's all I got, Lily. Oh, no. I was going to talk yeah, about the Shut the fuck two up. hospital ships that they sent out, you know? We, oh, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about the that one last that's time. In, yeah. I think Massachusetts right now. Uh, one one is in Manhattan, New York. That's it. And it's called Comfort. 
and the other one is in LA, California, and it's called Mercy. And they are just a mess. There's like a lot of stuff that's going on with them. But um, in uh, they're supposed to treat uh, trauma patients, not COVID-19 patients, so that the hospital has more room to deal with the COVID-19. And in New York, Comfort got five patients transferred to their ship that had COVID-19. Also, they're probably oh, so it's supposed to be down. like a clean ship. Yeah, it's supposed to be a clean oh, ship. You go through like shit. a huge process of like oh. even getting in. I saw an article and I was like, "What do they mean? They accidentally transferred COVID nineteen patients? No, Isn't yeah. that what they're supposed, it's supposed to do? Supposed to be clean oh. so that they can treat people that need to be so treated now, without COVID nineteen. So now it's the hospitals a are dirty ship. So there's only one ship right now because well, how can they say they did like they transferred them? Because they had COVID nineteen to I the think ship, there was or a like mix up, yeah. they transferred somebody for something else, and then they had COVID nineteen, like and they didn't test them properly. You know how, how much has to go wrong in order for that to happen? Because usually, when you transfer patients, like it's a very, it's down to a science. Right. Like it's so you know how many people had to slip up to where yeah. they're like, all right, so you're here. Uh, this is for like emergency things. What's wrong? You're like, <coughs> they're like, oh shit, <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, you know when that wouldn't happen? It's probably if we had a unified healthcare industry, so that you'd actually have like actual systems of communication between hospitals where they can talk to each other and not just like one receptionist calling another. And it's like mm-hmm. basically DG asking Family Dollar for like more dollar balloons or something. <laughs> you guys got any more pipe cleaners? We got a lot of potheads trying to clean out their bowls here. And then the ship in California, Mercy, had an engineer crash his train try oh, to crash yeah, his train into it what yeah, yeah it's a big he, conspiracy thing yeah he had suspicions about the ship's reason for docking and he, th- he thinks that the government had something to do with a takeover with the ship so he tried so, to crash his train into it yeah he was a train operator and he sent the train off its tracks at full speed but it crashed about 250 yards away from the ship obviously and he said quote Sometimes you just have a snap. Sorry, I should have an accent with this. <laughs> I just had it, and I was committed. I just went for it. I had one chance. Could you? Jesus. Wow. He got sentenced 20 years in prison for a train wreck. I'm surprised he survived. And there was yeah. a lot. I think he just, like, yeah, I don't know. And did he think that the train would just roll for 300 yards into the ship? Was he like, <laughs> well, I, mean, I better get off now? If you derail I think that it. He just, he like, literally at in that moment he saw the ship ahead and he was like i need to fucking crash this thing he's russian explode it and then there was like a huge like oil cleanup and it was oh, super yeah. bad for the environment and but everything so on yeah, on the, not, that up. not to give him any credit but could you fucking imagine how fucking cool that probably looked you imagine like sitting <laughs> some like, action movie stuff yeah, just a fucking train derailing going for like that's some tom cruise mission impossible oh, type shit i bet he threw out one of these yeah! <laughs> oh, so we're making, him, we're making him a hick now, huh? Oh my god. Of course, who else would do that? Derail a train at a ship because they thought that the government, and then they go, well, sometimes you just gotta snap. And I snapped that day. I took know. a chance. You know I just put in a dip and I just went right <laughs> off the rails. Skullberry's terrible. Don't even yeah. talk about it. That's not even funny. So next time I'm kind of planning on because i got into a whole world of conspiracy theories with that train guy so next time i think i'll, I'll no, hit I'm gonna the find conspiracy this guy. theories yeah. i'm gonna COVID-19. find this guy i went through two cans of copenhagen before i just made that <laughs> watch your fucking mouth <laughs> all right it was skull i'm a dapper dan man i'm a dapper dan man i want no palm aid
Oh, Eduardo oh, uh, Moreno, Jesus. 44. I don't know any Hicks named Eduardo. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you haven't been around there. You then. better just shut your fucking yeah. mouth. Dare I say it? Sounds like a... Nah. <laughs> okay, I, I forgot to do this in the last episode. Really, Joe? So, uh, Bernie's been doing live streams, like yep. fireside chats and yep. like round tables and live music and everything. And then Joe can't do it because he just can't get his shit together. Can't get that lighting in that basement so, looking good. No, yeah. So, he's doing one fireside chat and it's like a month out, like the end of April or maybe mid-April. It's not for a few weeks at least. And he is charging to attend it. So, if you want to be part of his virtual fireside chat to watch on your computer. Do you know how much it costs? Let me guess. Uh, 70 bucks. $2,800. No. Really, Joe? That's the low attendance ticket. If you want to be a VIP, $25,000. This is not really Joe anymore. Does he really fucking think people are going to pay that? Joe Biden. I think he doesn't want people like us to watch him. He wants the high donors to watch it. Oh, my God. The people who already. I mean, if you're going to pay $2,800. field day with this. He better just it, he better have a fucking field day. Bernie be, doesn't really attack Joe that much. And last I, I think time he did it. attack him in the rally, he, like it didn't go well. The debate know, it sucks because debate, yeah. there's so much that he could attack with, like, and it not even be him attacking him, just like being honest. I bet. I de- thought seventy dollars was gonna be like way more because it's like virtual. I thought it was gonna be like two fifty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I don't know, free because we. But it should be free. Yeah. It's a f- you're. Holding so, it because you're running for president. You want people that, to see you talk. In terms, oh, in terms of that, then because he said something about the next debate being virtual. Is they gonna they're gonna fucking charge people to watch the debate now? But the last debate was essentially virtual. I, yeah, like it's remote. It's yeah, just the two did. of them. I just don't. It's TV. But he's saying we shouldn't do another debate regardless. Yeah, Bernie's saying I want to do another one. Lose. So in the debate, Bernie would bring it up and be like, "Why are you charging twenty eight hundred dollars yeah, to attend exactly. a fireside chat?" And then he can't even. And then you know what it what it probably is too, is Biden will go, oh, well, we're, "We're just like you, grassroots and shit." Be like, "No, those are for people who obviously have fucking money." Like mm-hmm. that's not the normal person who's out here trying to change the world. You are catering that to people who are top part of that top one percent who are just going to campaign for you and lobby for you and continue to give you more money. It's for you to make more money, not to help. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Really, That's, Joe. Really, Joe. Really, Joe. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Fuck Bloom, Joe. Fuck Bloom, Joe. <laughs> to give some leadership to this country. We will make America great again. They probably got bats in them or something. can't make it on nine bucks an hour or 11 bucks an hour or 12 bucks an hour. Three, two, one. In case of anything bad goes happen, something bad goes happen. I know it hurts your feelings. I know you're upset about it. I know you're hoping and praying that we'll have another war. We're going to build the wall. No more B2 bombers. No more Star Wars. It came from outer space. We will invest in American America. industry. We're I know I won't deal.